0: You're listening, listening to, so Bible, to Bible Plus. Bible Plus from Seesaw. Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Hello everyone, welcome back to Bible Plus. Today we're getting into John chapter 4, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. So I'm really excited about getting into it today. Uh, So in chapter 4, what we have are the second and third of nine cases at the beginning of the Gospel of John, uh, showing how God as life meets the need of every kind of person. So in chapter 3 what we have is is the first case of Nicodemus who is a good and moral person but what does a moral person need they need to be regenerated they need a new life and so this chapter shows us two moral two more cases firstly an immoral woman who needs the real satisfaction that only comes from the life of God and the second case we see is is a person who is dying. And what a dying person needs is to be healed by the Lord's life-giving word and through believing. Now, of course, this is always, this is all uh, signs as, as John tells us in, in chapter two. Um, so now let's come to the verses. And there is a lot in this chapter. And I wish we had time to focus on all the details. But today, we'll just focus on the first case of the immoral woman. And it starts off in verse 3, where the Lord Jesus had to pass through Samaria. Now, for his journey to Galilee, this was quite a detour. But he had to pass through Samaria, according to this verse. Well, why did he have to pass through Samaria? What was compelling him that he had no choice but to pass through Samaria? What was compelling him was that there was one single sinner. She was an immoral woman. She had had five husbands. She was with another one who she wasn't married to. But our dear Lord had to pass through Samaria so that he could satisfy this thirsty, unsatisfied sinner with the real living water. Aren't we all so thankful that the Lord went out of his way? He took a detour to come to where we were and to satisfy our thirst. Uh, And then in verse six, he comes down uh, or he comes and he sits down next to this well, which he knows she'll be coming to. And sure enough, in verse seven, she comes. And what he does is the Lord asks her for a drink. Uh, But in verse nine, she responds, how how is it? That you being a Jew ask for a drink from me who am a Samaritan woman. For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. And then I love verse 10 because it's like the Lord, he just seizes the opportunity and he says, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. I just love seeing the Lord's heart here. It's like He's just so full of desire to give this woman Himself as the living water. He can't wait. He just gets right to what He wants to talk about. And He's like, Would you ask me? Would you ask me for some living water? If you ask me, I'll give you some living water. Please, please ask me for the living water. And this desire of the Lord, I would just say, does not stop at our initial salvation. Throughout our day, from the moment we wake up in the morning, the Lord is there, full of hope and desire that we would spend time with Him to drink of Him as the living water. I hope we all, myself included, would have more realization of this. The Lord is ready and wanting to give us Himself As the living water. So, how does he give us himself as the living water? Well, the details are in the next few verses. In verse 13, the Lord tells her, Everyone who drinks of this water shall thirst again. And this water here refers to more than just the physical water, but actually refers to the enjoyment and satisfaction we get from material things or worldly entertainment. And what the Lord says here regarding the inability of the enjoyment of material things or worldly entertainment uh, to satisfy us is confirmed by verse 18, where it's revealed that the woman had five husbands and was currently with one who was not her husband. So each husband she had was her, quote, quote, drinking of this water. But with each husband, she found herself still thirsting, still unsatisfied because her real need was the living water. So no matter how much people drink uh, of the earthly water, uh, there's always this feeling of thirst because it doesn't satisfy the real need. Um, But thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for verse 14. that says, but... Whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall by no means thirst forever. And then I really enjoy this next part. But the water that I will give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into eternal life. Brothers and sisters, I am so thankful for this verse. When we drink of Christ as the living water, Not only is our thirst completely satisfied, but He becomes in us a fountain of water springing up. So after we drink of Christ uh, for the first time by receiving Him, He is installed in our spirit as a fountain that is ready to spring up at any time. Oh, the Lord has become in us a fountain. This is really wonderful. I hope that throughout our day, we would all, we would all be reminded more and more that Christ as a fountain of water has been installed in our spirit, hoping that we would drink from him, enjoy him and be satisfied by him. So then how, how do we take this living water? Well, in verse 15, the woman asks, sir, give me this water. So that I will not thirst nor come here to drink, so the Lord's response here is to show her how to take the living water, and firstly, we have verses sixteen through eighteen, where the Lord helps the woman to confess her sins. Now, the fact that the Lord is helping her to confess her sins might not be so apparent, but have you ever wondered why it is that the Lord tells her? To call her husband in verse 16. Here the Lord was intending to touch her conscience so that she would confess her sins. So that's the first uh, step of our taking the living water. Or to our taking the living water is to confess our sins. Which is what Jesus was trying to help the woman do here. However, the woman was not so comfortable with him touching her conscience. So in verse 20, she kind of changes the subject uh, to worshiping God. Um, And the woman, you know, her problem with the matter of worship was really a matter of yes or no. This place or that place, which belongs to the tree of knowledge. But the Lord turns her to her spirit which of course belongs to the tree of life. So the woman changed the subject from her husband to worship, but the Lord Jesus took the opportunity to reveal to her the proper way of receiving the living water. So let's read verses 23 through 24. uh, It says, But an hour is coming, and it is now, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truthfulness, for the Father also seeks such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and truthfulness. So here, the Lord is instructing her regarding the need for her exercising her spirit to contact God the spirit. So to contact God the spirit with her spirit is the second step to drinking the living water. And this portion even reveals to us That to drink the living water is to render real worship to God. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? By contacting God the Spirit with our human spirit, we can drink the living water. And by drinking the living water, we are rendering real worship to God. If we come together to worship the Lord and we only exercise our mind, we will be a group of unhappy people. (laughs) But the real enjoyment, the real worship comes from our constantly drinking the living water by exercising our spirit to contact God who is spirit. Now finally, in verse 25, the Samaritan woman makes one more excuse saying, I know that Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When he comes, he will declare all things to us. And the Lord responds by saying, I who speak to you am he. And so in this verse, the Lord led her to believe that he was the Christ so that she would have the eternal life. And from verse 29, we can see that she believed. Uh, so this, this is the way to take the living water by confessing our sins, by contacting God who is spirit in our human spirit, and by believing that Jesus is the Christ. And then what is the result? The result is that she spontaneously leaves both the well and the water pot. Brothers and sisters, why are so many people thirsting after things other than Christ? Simply because they are not satisfied with Christ himself. Once this woman was satisfied with Christ himself, it was no problem for her to drop these other things that were previously her source of satisfaction. And the only way for us to drop our water pots and to leave our wells is for us to be satisfied with Christ. Then we can see from what this woman does next. Once we have really enjoyed Christ, we can be like this woman and go and bring Christ to other people. First, she enjoyed Christ for herself, and then she went and helped others to contact and receive him as well. And you know, her gospel was not full of the best or the deepest teachings. But in verse 29, she just spoke to the people about her enjoyment of Christ And in verse 39, many Samaritans from that city believed into him. So thank the Lord. We do not have to be so complicated when we speak to people, but we can simply overflow our enjoyment of Christ to others. May we all be like this Samaritan woman who first gained Christ and then brought him to other people.